0: Hello everyone, my name is Sylvia Gorajek and this is another episode of Valley Talks. We're here at Runway Incubator and I'm very happy to welcome Priya Kuber, a founder of Fiddle, an intelligent shapewear that solves the problem of tracking body measurement. Hello Priya, it's such a pleasure to have you here on the show. Hello Sylvia, I'm very happy to be here too. So tell me about Fiddle. what it is and how does it actually track the body measurements?
1: So uh, Fiddle, um, as you uh, introduced, is an intelligent shapewear. What makes a device intelligent is its ability to track its own changes, and obviously it's smartphone connected. So between you going from a size four to size six, there's a lot of ignorance, like you don't realize how, how, how much your body is changing. I mean, being women, I mean, we, we would know like different hormones in our body, different nutrition, you know, makes us someday bloat, makes us someday feel thin. So fiddle takes out the uh, mystery from where your body is going to. So maybe when, you're, when your body is changed, you can maybe avoid that extra, you know, ice cream that, you know, you generally would have. I mean, you can catch yourself without losing your entire life.
0: And that's um, clothing that you would wear?
1: Yes, it's, uh, it's like a long tube top, mm-hmm. uh, which you can zip it up. And uh, yeah, it tells you your body's uh, measurement for the day with your app. We wanted to make the uh, process as simple as brushing your teeth. So just like you stand up on the scale, weighing scale every morning to just weigh yourself, uh, you can just you know um, hang it at the side, zip it up, and that's it, it's done for the day. Uh, it could be, I mean, there have been good uh, reviews from pregnant mothers who have been trying to lose weight. Um, uh, in fact, uh, my, my co-founder you know, uh, and I went, went for a hackathon, she's a fashion entrepreneur. Uh, she was trying to lose weight after uh, becoming a new mother. Like that's where uh, you know, we we came up with the idea that we should design something like this.
0: So it measures um, the size, Yes. does it say anything else or is it all about the size?
1: So currently it's about the size because we are a bootstrap company and uh, since we did not want to go the patent route, you know, we are investing heavily uh, in the material science research aspect of it because I see so many uh, uh, like companies you know in Kickstarter okay you have patents you spend so much but tomorrow some other companies you know building something similar so we went the coca-cola route so no one knows what's there inside the coca-cola it's sweet but the thum- like the thumbs up or you know uh, other brands or Pepsi taste much different than what coca-cola tastes so we want to keep it as an industry secret uh, the materials that we are putting in
0: currently uh, it's in a beta mode yeah. Are you already beta selling it or are you just um, right now doing research on uh, how to make it really work the best way? So
1: it's working. Okay. I'd say that it's working. I mean, we won the hackathon. That's a proof enough. It worked in front of, you know, hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. Why women? Because it was an all-women hackathon. We wanted a, you know, a market validation and we got a huge market validation there. So it works, but again... Uh, the design aspect of it. These days, you know, customers are so much more educated. There's so much more options that design is the only way you can set your product apart, the other products, because the underlying physics is the same. So we're researching more on the design aspects of it. Like I have a background with prototyping and uh, that's why I'm so thankful for, you know, having a fashion entrepreneur, Laura, you know, who, who says, okay, these wires should not be you know, be visible here. You know, that's how she was like hackathon. I was like all wires, you know, I love wires. Okay. She's like, what? just hide these wires there. And I was like, okay, fine. Let me design it again. So there's always this heavy fashion, you know, element on my head uh, for an engineer. And uh, yeah, that's where we are.
0: I want to talk about the hackathon for sure. Yeah. And about where you are now and what are your plans for yeah. the product. But yeah. if we could talk about a past, the past a little bit, your past. Uh, so, you come from India.
1: Well, I, I went to school in India. Um, I It's been a year and a half that I moved here. Oh, I see. And I moved here for love. And because the person I loved, uh, we were in long distance, like we started a relationship over Skype and I, I wanted to build a company in India and I was at the very center of the maker moment. I wanted to build a factory in India and yes, I was way into the path uh like but um he had a job here and uh we were in long distance for enough number of time enough longer time and i felt that now the people i have trained in india you know people uh uh, like the the whole maker community was blooming and blossoming and i felt that yes my work here is almost done so probably i can um listen to what my heart says (laughs) so
0: how did you meet your Boyfriend and husband now? Yes.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, boyfriend and husband. So, we met uh, in the nerdiest way possible in Internet Relay chat rooms, mm-hmm. IRC. That's like, um, it's just like, uh, it's just a nickname. You don't even know if it's a male or a female. And mm-hmm. we, we, we talk about programming languages. Uh, we talk about what we are building, you know, and uh, yeah, we met through one of those forums and we just found each other's work interesting, and I was contributing to Mailman uh, as an open-source project, he was contributing to uh, uh, Mozilla, so uh, then, yeah, two geeks met, and we had a connection, and we decided that we'll not move to the same city till the time our dreams are, both our dreams are accomplished to a certain level.
0: And how did you learn uh, engineering back in India?
1: Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I didn't want to be an engineer right from the, like right from when I was a child. You know, it's just, I loved building things and I'm an empath, I feel people. So I was like, um, maybe, you know, uh, what do I impact the people most in? And uh, I thought maybe a doctor, you know, I had biology and and math in my high school. So, um, so happened that I realized that I couldn't cut things. Okay, because to study, you know, advanced zoology and everything, you need to like cut cadavers, you know. I, I didn't know that I had a, uh, you know, my, the, the profession I wanted had a bar that I couldn't cross. Yeah, okay. I, I, can't,
0: I can't see myself doing this I, either. No, I, I couldn't
1: I, do it. That, that <laughs> was the thing, like, other than helping people. So I was like, what else? So uh, I grew up with a workshop at home. My father was a consultant engineer for years. So I thought, why not, you know, I, like, I, I knew about, you know, like all the components, you know, way before I started, you know, mm-hmm. uh, into engineering. So uh, I was like, why don't I give my hobby a try? And so it
0: was influence of your father, actually.
1: It was influence of my father, but uh, interestingly, my father would always be like, oh, you have to be perfect at math to get mm-hmm. into engineering. That's like, you cannot do engineering, because I was not perfect at math. And
0: Is it the general concept in India that you need to be...
1: Yes, I,
0: yes. 100% good at math? Yes,
1: you have to be 100% good at math to excel. Like, mm-hmm. that's it, you cannot do it. And I don't know if someone says you cannot do it, you know, for something that I believe I can, I try to put my heart and soul into it and, you know, do it for myself. And because I was, I would say I am i was 60% at math and 90% in terms of creativity. So maybe I can learn the aspects of technology that will enable my creativity to create systems and to help people that, you know, Uh, Like, yeah, engineering is like a language that you express yourself with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, one of the first products I designed was, um, uh, like, uh, uh, a program to record your own name and your own voice for three seconds. Because I was, uh, I I saw so many talks, you know, uh, I'm from a suburb in India. My only outlet to the world was internet. I used to watch a lot of videos and talks. So every time there is a complex Indian name or a complex mm-hmm. Swedish name, you know, everyone would murder the name on the stage while trying to introduce the person. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's a, it, a person speaking your name in the, the way that you want to be spoken is like music to the ears. So I added like a button on the LinkedIn page where someone can record their own name in their own voice and that won the first hackathon. Wow. And that was when I realized that, yes, if there is a problem and if we solve it, you know, there is a market for it. And this was back in the year 2012. But it
0: was already and in the United States or? I in was
1: in India. In India. This was in India. Oh, pfft, this hackathon too. Uh, LinkedIn US was having an all women hackathon. Uh, that time SlideShare had just acquired LinkedIn and LinkedIn India was not having it. I tweeted to the CEO saying that we want a hackathon too. You know, we are women too. You know, who want to express ourselves in the form of technology. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I had a few good friends inside um, SlideShare office. They also took the initiative, and the uh, office here said, "Okay, if you can get this many participants, it's fine." So we, like, you know, we just reached out to all the network that, "Okay, there is a hackathon. Come participate." And you wouldn't believe, hundred percent of us had submitted uh, completed products. Like. That doesn't happen in hackathons. A lot of dropouts are there. Like you start building, then you want to sleep, you know. But the kind of focus that the women showed, like all, I think some 50, 55 of us were there. All of us showed the kind of dedication and we de- we delivered products there. And wow. that was the, that was, you could say, gave me a confidence that yes, my decision to take engineering to express my creativity was right. Um, of course, I'm a hardware engineer. Like all these are just hackathons, you know, they're like going to a movie okay for entertainment and mm-hmm. but but what do
0: you do with the products that you create during so
1: the hackathons? Um, hackathons product that's um, my day job involved teaching people how to build things using Arduino uh, Arduino is an open source um, hardware platform that you can prototype things like you have an idea that oh maybe my phone should talk to my fridge or you know I, it, it should know when I'm getting back so you know my, my car should start on its own you can prototype all this you know using open source hardware so open source hardware was a big thing for me from a suburb in India because first of all, girls don't take electronics much in India. Even if they do, ultimately they are you know steered away to a software engineering job because you don't have to go to the place to purchase you know you don't have to interact with too many men. Mm-hmm. But uh, whenever I enter the component market, it's all men around. it's like just you know like small uh, dinghy roads. I could like share some photographs from those times. Uh, like, uh, yeah, dinghy roads and then like, yeah, everyone's like um, buying components in bulk. So, open hardware through internet uh, taught me to build those boards by myself. I did not have to purchase my first board because I could not afford it. And um, like, yeah, I have bootstrapped all the way from my second year university till now. And you know, earn from one place, invest in another place, mm-hmm. try to build something, get some money, invest, nice. you, reinvest. So uh, yeah, a lot of experience with bootstrapping there, <laughs> but um, uh, it, like, open source hardware gave me the tool to build a lab, an intelligent lab, at the comfort of my home. That's why I established my first company at the age of 21, uh, because many other women like me uh, would also need components to start building, because unless you have the tools, what will you do only with ideas? So uh, it was a very simple online store where I would write about the components, where I would source components and, you know, package them and sell all across India. So um, we were also distributors of Arduino. This was all back in New Delhi. I had moved out of my parents' home. Big deal for an Indian woman, by the way. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, um, it was doing very well to a point that Arduino that themselves gave me a job offer uh, to establish, you know, their presence in India. And uh, mm. wonderful team, wonderful mentors. You know, they are people who believe in you. And um, like, uh, and yeah, it was a, it was an open source community. Love. I learned how collaboration works. I learned that oh, you should not be scared to put your idea out there in, in you know, in, like in, in fear that somebody would steal the idea. In fact, you get better feedback if you're putting your ideas out to the right people. And uh, coming from an open source community background has has a different approach to me as an entrepreneur now like i believe in collaboration i believe in openness and uh, i believe in mentoring and nurturing that's uh, and that's why i love silicon valley because here also you know people are very helping for anyone who's uh, working hard to you know come up in life and people are willing to support
0: good that you mentioned silicon valley because i wanted to ask you at what point in your career did you feel like it's the good moment to, to move here?
1: So before coming here, uh, I was the CEO of Arduino's company in India. I had set up their company. I had you know what, like ha- had an office, had a bunch of people, very passionate people, built a team, and um, it was. And right now, Arduino India is like manufacturing boards. You know, they're sending all over the world now the boards that we're manufacturing in India. Mm-hmm. So. A major part of the dream of the little girl who who played entrepreneur when, when she was little, like six or seven, I still have photographs. Like I, I was trying to discard everything. Uh, last time I went back to India, i have taken pictures of those. Meeting with so-and-so, you know, dispatch at this time. Like I used to play entrepreneur. So a large part of the little girl's dream uh, had been, you know, fulfilled. That's when I felt that, okay, you know, there's this guy who has been patiently waiting on Skype for so many years. Just you know to you know know me more, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he had proposed. I had said yes. I didn't. But know not for when. Skype. No, he. <laughs> that was an interesting story too. So went for work to Italy, uh, like um, uh, Arduino's main office is there, and for a weekend we went to France, and he literally proposed to me on top of the wow. Eiffel Tower, <laughs> and wow. and so that's p- where
0: you met first time.
1: That's where we met the third time. Aha. Uh-huh. Like because in India he had visited me twice but that too for one or two days. That was the first time we met for seven days in a a row. Mm -hmm. And uh, but um, yeah, I like he had proposed there and uh, yeah, a large part of the little girl's dream had gotten and I was like, okay, maybe it's time to give him attention too. (laughs) Finally, right? (laughs) Finally. But even then I told him, even if I marry now, I need to be for a year in India to take care of the company and like to have a new CEO, like, you know, uh, to settle down, everything take ch- uh, allocate charges. He was patient enough. Even after I was married, uh, I was still living by myself in Bangalore, India, which is like really far from my home. So yeah, I'd say I'm restarting again. I have I, I've left whatever I've done, and this is my you could say second life. You know, uh, as um, as a working person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how long
0: ago did you move to San Francisco? I
1: moved around a year, uh, a year and few months, you know, ago.
0: And fiddle yeah. is your first project uh, is f- the first project um, here. First project here. Yeah. So, when you were moving here, did you already... No, you I, it was, it was right? zero. I didn't yeah. know anyone. So, you didn't also have the fiddle, uh project in mind because you met Nothing. your co-founder here? Yes. So, first of all, you could move here. Um, it was easier visa-wise because of your marriage.
1: Yes, it was. But even then, uh, for I just got lucky. H-4 visa, for 20 years before me, there is a, there is a bill in the parliament that said that spouses of H-1B uh, cannot work, okay? Spouses of H-1B who are equally qualified, equally educated, can equally pay taxes, and can equally create jobs in the US were not able to work. And Obama, being Obama, you know, being so inclusive, uh, passed that bill after I came here. So we were aware that such a bill exists, but I was not aware that if it'll pass or not because it hadn't passed for so many years. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, then I got my EAD, uh, that is the employment authorization card. Once I got my EAD, mm-hmm. I, could, I, I could start planning life again.
0: So. Just make, let's make it clear, your husband is, uh, what's his origin?
1: Oh, uh, he's an Indian too. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: yeah. So he he's on H-1B.
1: He's on H-1B. Like, uh, like yeah, he, he, he got a job like mm-hmm. ra- r- after school, like mm-hmm. he came here. And uh, yeah, then I could work and just at a dress swap, you know, one of the Silicon Valley founders, you know. Because you a,
0: moved already right away here to San Francisco.
1: I had moved without a work permit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it's... I would do. And uh, I had spoken with my husband and he said, okay you know we'll figure it out mm-hmm. you know that's like we're together we'll figure it out that's how we, we, we even today we say mm-hmm. we're together we'll figure it out and uh, um, we came and then uh, at a dress swap I met my co-founder for a very brief time she said she's a fashion entrepreneur I said I'm an electronics you know um, electronics engineer what do you do I'm like I'm just still looking and uh, uh, like still feeling out the Silicon Valley so she went okay you know uh, oh, yeah, but I'm in the fashion industry and she had so she had just recently exited her company. She had sold her company to Stitch Fix. Her company was called, called La-Da-Da. Mm-hmm. And it was a fashion subscription model. So she was talking about how the return rates are high. Mm. And then I was like, if only we could see, you know, if, if only we could see what's, you know, what size they are without asking them to figure out. Because sometimes we think we are a size six, but we are a size four. Sometimes we are a size four, mm-hmm. but we think we are a size six. As I said, different manufacturers, different sizes. Yeah. So that's where my engineering mind clicked. And I'm like, why it's a, it's a simple case of a sensor. Why don't we just send them something that you know they can just wear and see? Huh. And we started thinking about there are these companies that are coming app only. Like you just take a photograph and it you know it 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 shows you know your bus size or something mm-hmm. you know accordingly. Computer visions reach that point, but again we need someone to hold the camera in the right place. There, there is 3D scanning, okay, that's the other alternate where you can take measurements. Again, someone, like you need another person, but in the bathroom, at the comfort of my home, I don't want another person like pointing a camera at mm-hmm. me when I'm morning, like all hair not done, mm-hmm. you know? So that's where we wanted to make it personal and just zip up mm-hmm. with the tap in the phone. That's the interface we wanted. and. Iterated, and uh, as I said, I, I was consulting, I was, um, I was doing business strategy for, uh, sorry, um, a go-to-market business strategy for another startup, um, like, uh, like I was consulting there. So, yeah, I diverted that money, again, bootstrap to s- setting up a lab, you know, to, because um, unlike uh, software for hardware, you need a lot more on your table because middle of the night you'd be missing that one resistor that just ran out mm-hmm. so you need a stock you cannot like you, you don't need you, you it's more than just a laptop you know yeah. you need much more than that i set up the entire thing and uh, yeah wow. uh, took took the entire thing to the hackathon uh, uh, yeah it was interesting so i was spread out with all my electronics she was on the opposite end with her you know the uh, the designers have this um, the fitting bust mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, she had her sewing machine and at the center was the Android developer with her computer. So it was like that kind of a setup uh, this time at the hackathon. And uh, yeah, we uh, went with a plan and we executed it. How long did it take
0: you from meeting your co-founder to starting working on this together and, and, mm. then, and, and then appearing at the hackathon?
1: Um, Within a month, because the hackathon was coming.
0: Awesome turnaround.
1: Yeah, I I told her that this hackathon... We were just thinking, she was like, yeah, we should probably market validate. I was like, yeah, I can design the technology, but for market validation, there's a hackathon coming up, let's go to a hackathon. None of the two people who participated with me had been to a hackathon Mm -hmm. before, so they didn't know what to expect. I said, that's okay, you should never know what to expect, because sometimes you surprise yourself. Mm And um, like reminds me of a fight I had, like, so uh, I used to play Taekwondo uh, growing up back in India, like state and national level. So uh, my coach would never tell me who I'm fighting, okay? He would know, he would tell me that, he would train me the techniques, but he would never tell me who I'm fighting. Because if I know that, I already assume that the person knows more than me. So I literally defeated a national champion once without knowing when I was very Uh junior so that's why I, I prefer taking a fresh approach to a problem uh, rather than you know the fully researched one yeah. so fresh approach and then fully researched works better for me than fully research and then mm-hmm. try to take a fresh mm-hmm. approach
0: and so. you won this hackathon
1: yes we won this hackathon With we, yeah we, we won apple watches and I'm proud to say I gifted an apple watch to my husband oh. and, <laughs> and he, he proudly accepted he proudly wears it <laughs> So it was nice. So uh, price distribution. Uh, I was wearing a yellow dress. He wore a yellow T-shirt to come while well, coming to pick me up, and I'm like, "Hey, you're wearing team colors." He's like, "Yes, I knew you're gonna wear this yellow dress." Wow. And uh, yeah, and I was like, "How do you know i had been? He's like, yeah, I heard the product. I know you, and yeah, I knew you'd deliver." <laughs> so uh, it's a kind of faith. I mean, people say that once you marry, you know, you uh, life you know goes off, or you know, you need to pay more attention to the other person. I'd say you start functioning as a team, okay? Mm -hmm. Just like in a hackathon, when you build a team and you work to a team's strength, just like that in a marriage, like at least we both recognize each other's strength, and we leverage each other's strength and work as a team. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's where Mm -hmm. I mean I'm like yeah, I'm just uh, lucky I found someone who reads things and knows when to give space at the same time functioning as a team. And what
0: does your husband do
1: uh, he's a software engineer with Facebook he does oh. developer tools
0: so <laughs> okay did you ever think of collaborating with your husband
1: so hmm that's um, that's a lesson I learned very early in life uh, when I was 21 naive my first company uh, I found a great you know enthusiastic co-founder you know yeah I was yeah I was dating my co-founder I can say that on camera today uh, so that had a lot of impact on the way you know we felt about each other, and when when I broke up, I lost the company. We were fighting for pieces, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, this, there was a lot of back and forth, and i say it was a fight. Yes. I, I'd respect the people and the fight is generally not because of you both, it's because of external factors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I'd say it just gets you, you lose a friend, lover, and a business. Because for me a business is like a baby. As I said, I'm I, I empathize with everything. I empathize with inanimate objects. So when when I'm growing something like a baby, when you lose everything, you know, mm-hmm. together, you just wanna give it up. Mm-hmm. And giving up is not like the strongest you know sweet so very early in life i i understood that even if both of you are working you both like i'd be happy bringing the other person on board with several degrees of separation but not the just the two people trying to Mm -hmm. make the decisions like if there if there's a different manager managing me if there's a different manager managing the other person it might work but i'm glad that it was hard at that time it was hard heartbreaking you know uh, at that time and like yeah after that I like you know like I had an offer from Arduino like I went and joined the mothership but um, I'm glad life took me through that Mm -hmm. so thinking
0: about Laura now and when you started um, you know when you came up to this idea how um, how did the early you know time of working on this look like did you uh, jump into the project like crazy, or did you maybe sit down and talk, you know, talk about things like who does what and what are our what is our agreement? How how are we doing this? How how did it happen?
1: So um, the thing with having a co-founder who has already exited a company is that she's been through everything, okay. And at that time, she was a new mother too. So there had been times when I'm feeding, she's filling out some form you know and i'm feeding the child and then she's feeding the child mm-hmm. and i'm feeling out my side of the things and um and at the hackathon i was surprised at the resilience of a mother she, she like she she came with a breast pump okay and she was able she left enough milk at home and she said okay these many hours i've left milk this time i need to leave so just before the presentation she had to leave she said I'm i'm here till now okay you have to take care of it from here on. I was like, okay. Then she carried all that milk and went back to her daughter, you know, who mm-hmm. wanted it. So I have, I had a lot to learn from the way she approaches the problem. You know, she said, idea is good, we need market validation. Over that, my experience from, you know, a young, you know, happy person who jumps into projects, I was like, let's participate in the hackathon. She's like, hey, I've never been to a hackathon. You know, they'll, they'll all be tech geeks over there. I mean, if you look at me and Laura, like very different, like I am this complete hardware geek, and she's absolutely a gorgeous person, you know, who knows how to present, you know, like, yeah, she, she, if she talks about fiddle, she'll, she can market fiddle to anyone, okay, and I'd like get into the, the technology side of it, you know, which excites me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it it helped a lot with, she, she wanted market validation first. And once we got that, then we spoke to a lawyer, you know, to see, because it was an invention should be patented. Then we saw how much of you know money is coming to invent. Uh, a, a, a less experienced person would be like, hey, let's go patent this. That's the first thing they're gonna do. But we worked out the cost and she was like, hey, it's like not worth it. And I'm like, what are the alternates? Then we spoke about trade secrets. You know, like you, mm-hmm. you, could, you could synthesize your own material. You could not, you could make it a black box. You can not tell someone how you made it and the product would work. And if there are more products like Fiddle, like if they come up, I'm glad because that means the market is ready to accept. You know, you should never be the, you know, okay, it works for some people, but if you're the first people to do something, it's a lot more you know, hindrance in terms of mm-hmm. getting a, getting financing or, you know, something else, rather than a tried and tested idea. Yeah, or like
0: educating the market.
1: Right? Exactly, educating the market is, a you know, big social psychology chapter by itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it helped, like, that kind of stability helps. And even today, you know, like, yeah, we, we, we have meetings, we talk, and uh, I just put down my papers to jump into it full time. But even then, Laura said that, have a job, try to take it at the side and Mm -hmm. what what ended up happening is morning i was working on this and evening for a time you know i i spent on my project it was i was overworking myself and now enough market validation like idea it is in its place i was like okay six months like no loss take this time out go ahead and uh, yeah that's where it helps to have a co-founder like laura
0: so, so it was clear for both of you, like who does what and how you divide your yes, um, you know, uh, the company and the shares and all that. So, so did you? That's
1: the that's so the company and shares is always like a tough talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I know for sure that like we both understood what each of us brings to the table. Just because I invented it, I developed it, I would not say that oh it's my own invention. Mm-hmm. There was a problem statement that she said I thought of a sensor and it was a team collaboration. People generally dismiss the idea people, like, oh, who came up with the idea? Mm -hmm. I'd say never underestimate that. I mean, um, the idea person has seen a problem, has been through a problem, and is, and fine, no one has to know everything. Like, for example, I don't need to know fashion design. Mm -hmm. Once the product is there in the market, the look and feel, it's like her baby then. Mm -hmm. So I'd say it goes halfway. I, I do not dismiss the idea person. And um, yeah, we have that. Um, uh, yeah, we have that understanding between us.
0: <laughs> so, are you already looking for investors?
1: Uh, not right now because uh, too early investing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like, So what are you waiting for? Um, waiting for launch, mm-hmm. like a bootstrap launch, a soft launch, which shows you know how how things are proceeding. You know how things are perceiving our com- uh, how people are perceiving our company. So. Uh, the launch is just a few months away like that's why I took the whole time off uh, because probably you can work on your startup if you're a marketing person or you know if you're doing other aspects but if you're doing development I'd say from personal experience that jumping jumping into it full-time is the way to realize it mm-hmm. uh, to so market.
0: did you already plan some funds secure some funds for yourself uh, so
1: uh, yeah so how um, uh, like in fact um, I took uh, I took two days on a mini uh, midweek uh, vacation to just you know went off to a cabin and like to write the whole business plan mm. uh, so as I said I, t- I treat every budget like you know a small business so what's the burn rate you know right from how much I'm consuming to you know where I'm staying to you know what the rent is to everything I have given myself a budget that till like from from zero to X am- X amount I will not force myself to earn the first dollar but from from zero to first amount like i have given myself a seed amount from whatever savings mm-hmm. you know i have been making so uh, which is uh, not uh, not to be all lavish but it's good enough for a good home office with good hardware with uh, resources like you know a tech shop and you know other places with access to 3d printers
0: yeah. for how long
1: um it's 6 months okay. i have a 6 months of runway and uh, beyond that if the uh, like what if when the product starts walking, because uh, if I didn't have that conviction I would not have mm-hmm. gone with the, you know, all, all chips in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it, it's bootstrap right now. And uh, we'd be launching the app first, a soft launch with the app first. I can reveal that you know before the hardware. because uh, hardware is uh, you don't want to go too further in and decide that, oh my God, this is not what it wanted. People today are just used to taking their weight. And uh, mm-hmm. not a lot of people measure themselves very regularly. So to to first to create a market, you know, where people will measure themselves regularly, and then launching oh. the hardware,
0: mm-hmm.
1: very smart, would be the yeah. best strategy. Yeah. And Great that's why,
0: <laughs> yeah, because I I can imagine women measuring her hips, their yeah. hips only, yeah, and like every couple of weeks, yes, right? yes, and then they realize too late that yes. that it's already yeah. happened
1: yeah yeah it, it's already happened and and once i'm i'm this and i'm like oh my god now i need to work twice as hard to you know uh, get back into shape mm-hmm. because trust me being in shape uh- gave me confidence. I wouldn't speak for someone else. Because
0: you also had this issue, right? Of gaining weight.
1: Yes, yes. I was just snacking because of low sleep. Then sometimes I'd I'd wake up late. I'd run to the meeting without spending time on my face. You know, without spending time on what I'm wearing. Now, as I said, once I started practicing mindfulness, I stand in front of the mirror. Trust me, those two minutes uh, set me up for success for the next three hours rather than just rushing through everything.
0: Priya, so... What's the next goal for Fiddle? I understand it's the launch in six months. Yeah. And what is your even shorter term goal? Like what are you working right now and what do you want to accomplish within couple weeks? So
1: a couple of weeks, so, uh, couple of weeks uh, as I said, uh, the app would be ready, uh-huh. you know. So you're where, working
0: on the app yourself?
1: Too. Yes, I'm working on the app myself. I see. So this is
0: your current focus? Yes,
1: the uh-huh. app is my current focus mm-hmm. because the hardware works mm-hmm. and um, like uh, I know the next help, what help I need for the material science aspect of it. So uh, right now I'm working on, I'm hand coding the app. That's like, as I said, I could outsource it, but they would not feel what I feel for the product. Mm-hmm. So yes, past few months, yes, I have taught myself to develop apps. And I felt that I could develop some test apps. So why not do something, you know, uh, like for my own company. And it'll be a soft launch for an app. And we would uh, start feeling the market on why people are measuring and me- measuring themselves and. Um, how often and so the app would give a very good idea of all these things and of course there'll be elements of gamification like app is not just an app these days you know you need the hook you need you know people coming back and like of course there's a lot of research you know it, it's fascinating I'm, I'm really excited
0: Priya uh, good luck with that I'll be following what you're doing thank you so much for the interview thank it's you, been Sylvia. a great
1: talk yeah it's an honor I'm here Thank you. thank you <laughs> we yeah.